now you try. Travelers to the great big universe of XS. You may call me Sir. That is S I R. Now is the time. Now is the best time. Now is the best time of your life. It's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Shining at the end of every day. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. And tomorrow. my friend and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World Information Station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 463. I'm so excited to be back once again, not only to help you have the best Walt Disney World vacation experience when you go to the parks, but I also want to bring you a little bit of Disney magic with this podcast, my videos, blog, live broadcasts, special events, books, audio tours, and more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com and subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. So last week, I asked, you answered, and entered and submitted your videos to be entered in this week's Listener Factor Fiction segment. But instead of choosing just one person to play, we're going to have three competitors testing their knowledge of Walt Disney World history and trivia in a fun game where it's not about who wins or loses, but having some fun, hopefully learning something along the way, and the celebratory dinner in Walt Disney World afterwards. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show for more information about upcoming WW Radio Meets of the Month's live broadcasts, which may be one and the same, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. Since the very first, or probably the second episode of the show, I've always wanted to get you involved, not just as a listener or with contests, etc., but actually being part of the content itself, whether it's through listener emails, coming to meet of the month, uh, special events, or having you as guests on the show. And some of the some of my personal favorite shows that I've done in the past, nearly. 12 years of podcasting have been ones that I have done with you. And the greatest reward for me hasn't been the content, but really the friendships that have come from it. And a few years ago, I realized that not everybody maybe either had a question or expertise in a certain area or even the ability or interest to take a deep dive into a topic. So this week, I wanted to sort of go back as I did earlier sort of to where I started, which is wanting to share trivia with you 
and give you some fun facts, bring you some attention to details and stories, and hopefully just let you have a better experience in the parks or some fun at home or at work, depending on where you're listening. That's where the idea of Listener Factor Fiction was born, where you can join me on the show in a fun trivia-type format. And over time, I've had various ways of selecting people to play in the past. But this past week, during my live Wednesday night show on Facebook, I had the idea to do another Factor Fiction segment. But this time, I wanted you to sort of plead your case. Right, The, rec- the recovering attorney came out, not via a post or a tweet, but in a 20-second video. I asked, you answered, and I actually decided to choose not one, not two, but three videos as winners, and the three people who submitted them all are joining me on the show to compete in a little twist of Listener Faction Fiction that I like to call Listener Factor Fiction Throwdown. And we'll figure out along the way if they are playing for some valuable or not so valuable prizes. Most of all, I hope they and you have some fun and learn something along the way. So without any further ado, I want to give you this week's contestants, friends, and some members of the WW Radio Nation. Uh, again, no order other than ladies. First, of course, a longtime friend who I think we met in real life back in 2006, and she participated in one of the early trivia contests I did in Tomorrowland at the Noodle Station during the old Mouse Fest days. You know her, probably. You love her, definitely. She is Beatrice Feeney. Hello, and the crowd goes So are my facts right? We met in 2006 during the trivia contest? Actually, 2005. Yes, you had just written your first book, and I had no clue who you were. And we were both standing there getting ready to do the trivia because I thought that would be fun. And you and I just happened to be standing next to each other, and you were like, hey, I just wrote a book. I'm like, oh, that sounds really cool. So that's how I met you back in 2005, and we've been—you've been one of my closest Disney buddies ever since that day. And your family has become my family, and your friends have become my friends, and I'm—I'm I'm so thankful for it. Yes, you have been—you uh, really quickly became a uh, close friend. And you almost—this is your first time on the show. You were close once, right? Because you were going to join us <laughs> yes. as a member of the running team. Yes, and we were going to do um, a show of let's say a year in review one time, but then I couldn't make it. And I actually heard the message after you recorded it. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> I missed it. So I was so close, but yeah, a couple of times, but this is actually my first guest appearance and probably my last. So I'm going to make the most of it. <laughs> Cause you'll never have me on after. One oh, time it's, you're giving me and yourself <laughs> a huge vote of confidence. Now I'm a little nervous. Uh, another runner running team member, and a friend who I met recently face-to-face at the meet of the month over at the Swan and Dolphin, she is Lisa Glassner. So, Lisa, welcome. Thank you, Bill. And, Pleasure uh, to be on. It is, it is so good to have you. And we are, uh, we are very similar in many ways other than the whole running thing. That's where our paths separate. But <laughs> uh, if I may share a quick story, you recently left the law practice and, like, days later came to Florida. First of all, who does that? Who leaves the practice? Oh, wait. So you two, so congratulations to you, uh, not on the running stuff, but on being a, a fellow recovering attorney. Thank you very much. And where is currently home for you? Home right now is um, in Maryland, just outside of D.C. 
But you, um, I think, like uh, our other guests, um, have the itch. You've <laughs> you've seen what life in Florida is like, and you know, another one getting thinking about making the move, right? Yeah, I think that's a bit of an understatement. Um, <laughs> but yes, one day, one day in the in the in the in the very not distant future, I think um, I think we'll be making our way down permanently. Excellent. And another recent Florida transplant and longtime friend online who I met at the same meet of the month at the Swan and Dolphin. I want to welcome you, Joseph Jones, to the show. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Lou. How are you? Good. And uh, thank you all again for putting yourself out there. So very quickly, tell me, did you the videos that you submitted? Was it one take one and done or how many times did you actually record the video? You can just, I maybe did it three times. This is Beatrice, and and I just kept looking at how horrible I felt. I, <laughs> I looked, you know, I'm like, man, it's the evening. I've already like, you know, got my PJs on. This is just not cool. So it took me a few times to realize that I just didn't care about that, and it was just me, and it was gonna be fun. So, <laughs> awesome. so I was one. I was one and done. Um, I I wasn't actually going to do this because I felt like I would probably humiliate myself. Um, and then I was out for this like massive run on Friday, on Friday. Um, and I got back from it and I had like a very short period of time between that and picking the kids up from school. So I seized the moment and, um, and videoed something very quickly and it, it wasn't quite within the 22nd, um, confine, but, but I figured it was good enough. And I, and I sent it over to you and, um, yeah, but bef- I think before I could change my mind. Yeah, you, you knew that the 22nd was more like guidelines. You've heard the show before, whoever actually pays attention to the time. But I, I know that some of you um, have been entering the trivia contest every week, some for a long time. So uh, yes, I have to yes. think that you all must <laughs> probably think that you know your stuff. So I have a couple of quick questions, and I'll ask you them individually in the order that I introduced you. So Beatrice... Um, when was your first time oh. to di- <laughs> this, this is not part of the contest. This is just this is getting to know you. I want to see sort of how well you know your stuff. So, these, these questions are really easy. <laughs> <laughs> so when was your first time that you came to Disney? My first time was in 2000. Okay. And I was an adult and had always dreamed of going. And as wait, I wait, 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 wait. I've met you before. When you say adult, you can need to put those in air quotes. <laughs> I know, right? Well, in a Peter Pan sort of way, because yeah. I'm never really going to grow up. It's just they called me an adult, so I could like make my own decisions and go to Disney by myself. <laughs> All right, so here, what is your favorite attraction, and what is sort of your your death row Disney meal? Like that one meal that you would that you would have, you know, on death row. Well, you're going to hate me for this because <laughs> my favorite attraction is because of my childhood favorite character. And it's Winnie the Pooh. And it's one of those that even on days when I don't have a lot of time, I might just stop and do that one ride. So why would I hate you? Look, I'm. I, look, if there's one Disney character whose physique <laughs> I resemble, it is Winnie the Pooh. So I, I, I dig me some Winnie the Pooh. Well, over the years, we've had discussions about how he killed <laughs> Mr. Toad. And and I, I feel so horrible for Mr. Toad, and I love Mr. Toad. but uh, And I have ridden that now out in Disneyland because my first trip in 2000, he was already gone. Exactly. So um, I did actually get to ride and see who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so your death but, row um, Disney meal. 
Jeff had a Disney meal. I'm going to say that that's at Beer Garden. And that's only wow. because I was born in Germany, and that reminds me of my mother. So Beer Garden was one that I would take on every trip on my birthday, and I, I would go in there and eat that buffet like there was no tomorrow. Wow. And see that? I've known you all these years. Years I never knew you were born in Germany. All right. So, Lisa, when was your first trip to Disney? What's your favorite attraction and your death row Disney meal? So my first trip to Disney was in 1982. Um, I was four. Um, and then we went frequently when I was a child from then on. Um, my favorite attraction, as you know, I love the thrill rides. I'm you know, all about Tower of Terror and, and everything else, but my heart is with Spaceship Earth. Um, that is my that's that's my go-to. Wow. Um, and my death row meal is is Blue Zoo. It's the Cantonese lobster at Blue Zoo. It's got to be. <laughs> you just jumped up um, on my list of favorite people in the world. So many spots by saying Blue Zoo. I mean, how, how could I not? Even my kids liked it. They talk about that Swedish fish soda <laughs> constantly. <laughs> I love me some Cantonese lobster and miso glazed Miro. All right, Joseph Jones, first time to Disney, favorite attraction, and your death row Disney meal. My first time to Disney was probably the early 80s when I was a little child um, with my family. Um, my favorite attraction, I'm going to have to say, is Pirates of the Caribbean, um, just because it's the earliest ride I can recollect. Um, and my favorite death row meal... I'm going to have to go very simple with you. Um, a plain Casey's hot dog with sauerkraut. Wow. Very interesting. Yeah. So is it, is it more nostalgia or is it like OMG, that's just the best hot dog I've ever had? It's the best hot dog I think I've had. Um, yeah, every time we come, we have to stop by Casey's, whether it's just to get a cup of sauerkraut or to get an actual hot dog. It's just the combination. And then there on Main Street, it's just, it's so, oh, it's amazing. I am not disagreeing with you, and I, I love me a good hot dog, and I think the, the atmosphere and the ambiance and the music and everything else plays into it, but I will I will go retro jersey and say that I'm sure that there are people in New York City right now screaming, going, dude, you clearly <laughs> have not had a dirty water hot dog like from the corner uh, in New York City with a knish and a pretzel uh, as well. So one of these days you have to try that and compare. But all right, we need to get into the actual fact or fiction Again, this is the first time I'm doing it this way. We're going to go sort of in a round robin, one question per person at a time. I'll try and remember to keep score, and then we'll just figure out to do with those scores when we're done. Good? Sounds good. Anybody nervous? I'm totally fine. (laughs) You will be. You will be. All right, so we're going to go Beatrice, Lisa, and then Joe. So, Beatrice, lucky you, you get to go first. All you need to do is tell me fact or fiction, all right? In the Country Bear Jamboree, Henry tells us that Teddy Barra is from Tampa. Fact or fiction? Fiction. He's not the one from Tampa. Very good. I, first of all, and I love the oh. fact that you add the fact that you, that you know that it's wrong and why. Right. So Trixie is the special treat out of Tampa. 
although Bunny, Bubbles, and Beulah are also from the Sunshine State. Um, Teddy, actually, if you remember from the show, she comes down from the ceiling on that... On uh, the cute little swing. On the cute little swing, that's right. And now I'm going to go total Disney nerd on you. I actually have a copy of the old uh, Country Bear Jamboree album, like the big wax album from 1972, where they give a a backstory to her that she was originally, she was actually discovered in Arkansas and she was known as the jewel of the Dakotas and they give her this whole uh, big long backstory that nobody else knows and this is why I didn't date very much in high school. So, all right. So, Beatrice. That's why you wrote the book. That's right. There you go. So, all right. So, Beatrice, you have won. Lisa, it uh, it is your turn. Fact or fiction? Creature Comforts is the name of a merchandise shop in Disney's Animal Kingdom. Fact or fiction? True. Fact. fact. So you're close. I mean, you're really close. And you know what? (laughs) I'm going to give you credit for that one because it used to be. It used to be a merchandise shop. It is now the Starbucks location at Disney's Animal Kingdom, which is located on Discovery Island. Don't they still have that name? Never mind. I thought they still have the name. attorney comes out. So listen, well, technically there is merchandise that is sold in there. That's why I'm going to give it to you anyway. (laughs) I used to manage that store. You you what? I would have said the same thing. Thank you, Beatrice. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. They're ganging up on me already. (laughs) So wait, Joseph, did you say you used to manage that store? Yeah, I was, uh, did a, uh, management, a retail guest service manager at Animal Kingdom um, back in 2007 and 8. And Creature Comfort was Discovery Island was my area. Um, and that was a kid's uh, clothing, kid's toy store and all that. And then when I heard the news, it was getting changed to the Starbucks. Got a little nostalgic and a little, a little heartbroken. <laughs> and you're going, oh. man, that should have been my question. Um, all right, so you each have one. Uh, John, your question is, in The American Adventure, uh, Teddy Roosevelt shares a scene and conversation with John Muir. Fact or fiction? Is that fiction? I'm sorry, I, I think I misunderstood you. What would you say? Fact? Correct. Very good. Um, <laughs> which actually um, references a trip that Muir had, a camping trip that he actually had with Teddy Roosevelt uh, back in 1903, which was really uh, instrumental in um, the protection of places like Yosemite National Park and really had an impact on Roosevelt and his conservation efforts going on. So all of you are tied. If we end in a tie, I'm really going to be in trouble. All right, Beatrice, back to you. Fantasmic is currently sponsored by Nestle. Fact or fiction? Ooh. I haven't actually seen that in a long time. You haven't seen Fantasmic or you haven't seen the sponsor? I haven't seen Fantasmic in a long time because now there are Star Wars fireworks. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm going to totally guess here and say fiction. Correct. Anybody know who the current oh. sponsor is? <laughs> it is Pop Secret. Pop Secret. The official really? popcorn of Walt Disney World and Disneyland since 2015. Uh-huh. Yep. They're the, um, they're the sponsor of Fantasmic at the studios. Uh, I believe they're a sponsor of a couple things over at Disneyland. And they're also a sponsor of the movie nights that are over at the resort hotels. Really? Yep. All right. Mm. So keeping, I remember here to keep score. Not that it matters. Uh, Lisa, your <laughs> next question is... 
in It's Tough to Be a Bug, the stink bug's name is Claire de Room. I nope. think I think that's fiction. And in or, uh, or, what, what what was that? No. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, and right, correct. It is fact. It is absolutely a fact. Um, near the end of the show, Flick <laughs> introduces the stink bug, who is named Claire the Room, and she um, they use like a flower as a target, and she um, <clears throat> she she does does her thing, and that's one of the things that you smell in the audience. So here's a question: When is the last time that you actually went to go see? It's tough to be a bug. It's been years because my older son is terrified of it. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going. I think a lot of little kids. So how old is your oldest son? He will not. He won't set foot in it. He, start, he gets very upset when I suggest it. So I think the last time I've seen it is, was probably about four years ago. So is it the, because I think for a lot of kids, it's not what's on the screen. I think it's the, the 40 it's the special effects. and the sensations. He got very freaked out. Yeah. By. Yeah. My kids did too. My kids didn't like it either when they were really young. So. All right, it is uh, two to two to one. And Joseph, your question is, the line or the quote, I really smoke these guys. Looks like I'm the resident flying ace now is from Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin. Fact or fiction? Do you know, that is correct. Do you know where the line is from? I'm trying to visualize and I can't, I know the line. I really smoke those guys. Looks like I'm ace. the resident flying ace now. I'll redeem myself. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I can't put it. A giant golf ball. No, it is from Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. Oh, Carousel of Progress. Yeah. Final scene. Grandma says it. Grandma. Grandma smoked those guys. Final scene. That's right. Grandma's a flying oh, ace. Yeah. All right. Beatrice, back to you. In Toy Story and Midway Mania. The first scene and game you play is the pie toss. Fact or fiction? The first I'm scene going is the pie to say, scene. do you have a little tribute to Jeopardy music here? <laughs> <laughs> um, pie toss. I'm going to say fact. You said fact? Yeah. I hope so, because fact is correct. So the oh. the first game, right, the, is the pie throw. That's where you practice uh, with the, with the, the targets. Right. And then you do the ham and eggs game, the dino darts, the green army men, um, the, uh, the the flying tosser, and then the Woody's shooting gallery at the end is where you throw the, the suction cups. So we're good. Usually I just, like, shoot everywhere as much as possible, and everything else is a blur. <laughs> <laughs> It's not about accuracy. It's just a matter of it's throwing out as many darts as possible. All right. Um, let's see. Lisa, over to you. Morocco was the first new pavilion added to World Showcase after the originals were built. Fact or fiction? So I believe that's fact. It was the original nine, and then Morocco came in, and then I believe Norway was last. Not only did you get it right, but you get an extra gold star for all of the added bits of trivia. Right. So Morocco was added in September of 84. uh, Arendelle was added in May of 1988. (laughs) Arendelle. Arendelle. It's on the south side of of Norway. (laughs) 
All right, Joseph Jones, uh, in addition to his roles on both Spaceship Earth at Epcot Center and the magic of Disney animation at Disney's Hollywood Studios, Walter Cronkite also had a part in Sounds Dangerous. Fact or fiction? Yeah, that's definitely before my time with Cronkite. Um, I'm going to say fact. Fiction is correct. Fiction, Fiction is absolutely correct. Um, so it was not – Walter Cronkite actually was in a third attraction at Walt Disney World, but it wasn't Sounds Dangerous. It was the old Superstar television show, which was an opening day attraction over at the Disney MGM Studios. And there was a scene with Walter Cronkite uh, during the Apollo 11 landing. It, I'm now, you're all probably too young to remember. Did any of you actually get to ride uh, – or not really ride, but participate in Superstar television? No. No, no, I need to Google that. <laughs> <laughs> I vaguely remember Drew Carey. Yeah, so Superstar Television was oh one God. of those um, really cool sort of interactive type shows where the audience really got involved. And they got you involved in a number of different – they showed you sort of really how TV was made and let you participate in it. So, man, I'm, this is going to show how old I and the attraction were. So some of the shows that were involved in there <clears throat> was the Howdy Doody Show, I Love Lucy, General Hospital, Bonanza, Gilligan's Island, anything, anybody? Three Stooges? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, maybe this was uh -huh. Cheers, Golden Girls. <laughs> Gilligan's Island. Oh, my gosh. Some um, of those are awesome. The Howdy Tonight Doody? Show? Big fan of I Love Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they also had uh, Late Show with David Letterman, Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. So uh, it was really cool. Again, it was one of those things that, you know, as uh, TV became um, and, and sort of we had a, a better idea of what it looked like backstage. Maybe it wasn't able to keep up with the times, but I really do miss some of those more interactive type experiences. So I think that we are all tied up at... I don't know, three, four, something like that each. Um, Beatrice, back to you. The mayor of the town in Pirates of the Caribbean is named Carlos. Oh, my gosh. I've never heard his name ever. Don't tell him, Blank. Don't be cheeking. Uh, <laughs> the mayor is named Carlos. Fact. You are correct. Don't tell him, oh, Carlos. Don't be chicken. <laughs> don't tell him, Carlos. Don't be chicken. I am not chicken. I will not talk. <laughs> she sounds exactly I like I remember my... <laughs> that line. Wow, I don't remember his name. I do too, because that woman sounds exactly like my ex-girlfriend's mother. All right. Um... <laughs> So, he wants the redhead. <laughs> all right, so Lisa, I will tell you as somebody who is thinking about moving here, I love, clearly, the food here at Walt Disney World, but the water in Florida doesn't make for good pizza except over at Viennapoli. Why? Because tell me, fact or fiction, they actually import their water from Pennsylvania. Well, talk it out. Let's. let's I want to hear the. Uh, I, I want to hear. The they would import their water, but I'm not entirely sure why they would import it from Pennsylvania. So I'm going to say fiction. 
I wanted to really sort of really sort from of, New York or something. <laughs> That cloudy Brooklyn water, which actually makes it taste good. It, believe it or not, it actually it is bagel, fat. so I think it probably makes a good pizza. Right. <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not, it actually does come um, from Pennsylvania. Um, they <sighs> import the flour from southern Italy and water from a spring in Pennsylvania because something about the mineral content there sort of is very close to the composition of Naples spring water, as close as they could find. But because you thought New York, it's near Pennsylvania, I'm going to give you that one anyway. There are no losers here. <laughs> All right. So, Joseph Jones, fact or fiction, World of Motion in Epcot Center was sponsored by Chevrolet. Fact or fiction? World of Motion. Fiction? Correct. Do you know who the sponsor was? No. No idea. It was actually sponsored. Yeah. G- wow, look at you coming in with General Ooh. Motors. So did any of you actually... I'm trying to redeem myself. <laughs> did anybody um, ever actually ride World of Motion? No. Oy. So it was open from opening day until January of 96. I, you know, we listen, we all talk about missing horizons and some of the early Epcot. I love, love, loved World of Motion. Uh, I thought it was smart. I thought it was funny. Uh, I think a lot of the the scenes were really, really humorous. Um, I it was it was designed by Ward Kimball, so it had a lot of his sort of um, little oddities in there. And the the narrator, the host of it, was Gary Owens. And you're all going, what that means nothing to me, Lou Mangello, because I was born in you know way after you. Gary Owens was an old voice actor and DJ and uh, TV personality who was always on shows like. Um, Rowan and Martin's Laughing, and he was Space Ghost. I don't know if you guys know who Space Ghost. I remember him from Rowan and Martin's Laughing. He had a very, very distinct, very deep voice, and I remember his voice very clearly from um, from World of Motion. So, all right, um, who? All right, so Beatrice, we're back to you. Correct. Fact. <laughs> yes. Congratulations. Yes. Moving on. Sorry, I was in character. All right. So Beatrice Feeney uh, in Mickey's Philhar Magic. You can hear snippets from a lot of different songs from a number of different films. The song you hear from Aladdin is Friend Like Me. Fact or fiction? Fiction. I can show you the world, right? How's that song go again? I can show you the world. (laughs) See, I don't sing. (laughs) I can be listening. You get bonus points for actually singing. Very good. Um, it actually is a whole new world. So, Lisa, we are going to move on to you. Um, I don't. It seems, you seem to be getting. All right, I'm going to move this around because I was going to say you seem to be getting a lot of Disney's Animal Kingdom questions. So I I didn't really prepare these in any type of order. Um, let's see. According to the Liberty Bell Riverboat, which is that a must do or a never do for you? It's a must do. Excellent. You have redeemed yourself with just that answer right there. According to the Liberty Bell Riverboat, the Haunted Mansion is haunted because it was built on an ancient Indian burial ground. Fact or fiction? Um, fact. That's fact. That is fact. Um, if you listen to the narration by Samuel Clemens, he says, Do you see that brick mansion back over yonder there in the woods? 
I've heard folks hereabouts say it's haunted. They say it was built on sacred Indian burial grounds, so now it's filled with spirits. If you ask me, I'd say the ones telling those tales are the ones filled with spirits. If you want proof, just ask them. They got it. About a hundred proof, I reckon. And whatever you do, don't strike any matches if they aim to breathe in your direction. Or you won't just be seeing ghosts, you'll be joining them. Excellent. You're all right now currently have achieved a perfect score. Um <laughs> All right, Joseph Jones, since you worked at Disney's Animal Kingdom, I will ask you a Disney's Animal Kingdom question. Because when okay. Animal Kingdom was first announced as Walt Disney World's fourth park, its original name was going to be Disney's Wild Animal Kingdom. Fact or fiction? Is it fiction? And it's fact, correct. It is absolutely fact. Um, when it was first announced... It's not a zoo. It, it, it was not a zoo. It still isn't a zoo. Um, Joe Rody, I remember that. Yeah, when Joe Rody met with Michael Eisner in very early in the 90s, um, he wanted to really kind of combine this idea of a, sort of a non-traditional theme park, an Epcot-style pavilion, and a very non-traditional kind of zoo. And they announced Disney's Wild Animal Kingdom project in June of 1995. They broke August a couple of months later. But uh, the name went through a couple of different machinations before the grand opening on April 22nd, 1998, as Disney's Animal Kingdom. And do you know the story about how Joe Rohde sold Eisner and the executives on getting this park even built? It involved a lion. Close the tiger, enough. the a, Bengal tiger, right? Yep. Or a tiger, that's right, the Bengal mm-hmm. tiger. He brought in the, He went to them time and time again. They were not sold on the idea. And and I talk about this when I speak to entrepreneurs and business people. Sometimes you got to just show them the tiger. And he literally walked into the boardroom with the tiger. And that was the moment that really convinced yeah. him just how impactful uh, seeing that tiger would be. All right, so back to uh, Beatrice Feeney. Horizons and Epic. Did, did you ever ride Horizons? No, I didn't. Ay, kids. All right. I know. <laughs> See? So wait. So none you. of you. None this of you rode. None of you rode rode Horizons. Did you? I rode Horizons. You did. Okay. So I'm going to save that question for you then. Uh, Beatrice Feeney. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Open mouth. Insert foot. See. All right. Uh, oh, Beatrice no. Feeney. If you were to stay. In a different hotel room every single night at the Walt Disney World Resort, to sleep in all of them would take you roughly 68 years. Fact or fiction? Don't try and do the math. If you were to stay in a different room and and stay in every single room in Walt Disney World property, to stay in all of them would take you 68 years. 68 or 628? 68. 68. No, I don't think it's that many years. How many years do you think it would be? Oh, I've heard this somewhere. Um, in his book. <laughs> <laughs> if you did read it in my book, you would know that it's actually fact. Um, and I haven't done the math, but according to Disney, with you know, there's approximately 30,000-ish rooms on property. If you were to stay in a different hotel room, Every single night, it would be exhausted with the packing and the unpacking, but it would take you about 68 years to stay in every Walt Disney really? World Resort room. It would. 
that would be a fantastic challenge. So since I know that you like to do the local staycation thing, very quickly, <laughs> what is your favorite Walt Disney World resort to stay in? Ooh, I just stayed in the tree houses the other week. That was so fun because it was just such a, it was like Swiss Family Robinson. I had a feeling you were going to say that, just because I think it was the one that was closest to. But you were it's actually just, one of the well, very. I would, I would probably say Animal Kingdom Lodge, though. So, wow. I mean, like my most favorite. I was just thinking most recent was like fantastic, top of mind. But Animal Kingdom Lodge is just above and beyond. And you were one of the very first people to stay in one of the Polynesian Village Resort bungalow things when yes. it first opened last, like over July Fourth weekend last year, right? I was there on the very first July 4th, and it was absolutely amazing to see the 365-degree fireworks, the electric water pageant go by, have our own little pool out there. It was just amazing. Nice. You're hardcore, man. I yeah. dig that about you. All right. Uh, <laughs> Lisa, since you um, – we're going to move over to – let's see. We talked about – oh, you, you rode Horizons, correct? As, as a very small child. <laughs> That's close enough. But yes. But yeah. Fact or fiction, Horizons was actually built as a sequel to the Carousel of Progress. Fact. Not even, you didn't hesitate. Fact. You didn't even, like, you knew that. You read that yes. with conviction. Yes. That's, this is your cue yes, to say. It was meant to be a sequel. That's right. And you learned that from the Walt Disney World trivia books, correct? I probably did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of people didn't realize that, you know, this was meant to show what the future was going to hold for guests. And um, through a selection of video clips, you were, it was sort of considered to be the sequel, right? So the Carousel of Progress was to have followed the changes in lifestyles that a family went through going through the 20th century. Well, Horizons was sort of mm -hmm. meant to continue their and their family story, showing how they, they might live in the 21st century, and if you uh, listen very carefully, you can actually hear uh, some different versions of Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. Uh, I remember specifically, like in the Art Deco scene, they sort of remixed and remastered it to sort of fit into that 20s, 30 time period. All I remember is the overwhelming smell of oranges. I do. I loved um, me some horizons. My... I love me some horizons. So that is one of the ones I'm really sad that is gone. So... Yes. Yeah. Um, let's see. Joseph, I'm not going to ask you another Animal Kingdom question. So I will ask you fact or fiction? Because I think we have to get to food. I, I don't think I've actually talked about food yet. Uh, the name of the I restaurant. I think that's a record. I know. It's like 30 <laughs> minutes in, not talking about. No, well, we asked you your favorite meal. So, all right. So the name of the restaurant Narcoosies in the Grand Floridian is actually a Native American term that means baby bear. Fact or fiction? The fact? It is a fact. It is actually a fact. Um, Narcusi was actually a, a 19th century settlement uh, near Lake Toko, Toho Pikap, near some really big lake, and the name of the town comes from the Creek Indian word for little bear. Quick question, show of hands, who has actually eaten at Narcusi's? I have next to James Gandolfini. You sat next to James Gandolfini in Narcoosies? In, in a white shirt, yes. Uh, he had a white, uh, like a white uh, undershirt on, and uh, I'm <laughs> and there in a just... button-up, <laughs> nice slacks outfit. Yeah. <laughs> if he would have just been, like, in a white undershirt, that would have just made your meal more awesome. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, Beatrice Feeney, since I seem to be on a Disney's Animal Kingdom kick, the seating areas in Festival of the Now Air-Conditioned Lion King are the elephant, warthog, giraffe, and lion. Fact or fiction? Elephant, warthog, giraffe, and lion. Yes. Yes, fact. It is. They are, in fact, the elephant, warthog, <laughs> giraffe, and lion. And I even know what a giraffe sounds like. <laughs> what, what, I'm sorry. What does a giraffe sound like again? <laughs> right, it bleats like a lamb, right? <laughs> I, was even, I was even doing my little bleating, um, <laughs> bleating sound. You definitely get the participation award tonight. Just, you know. <laughs> Um, all right, so Lisa, I did not lay these out this way, but this one may or may not be in your wheelhouse. 1989 was the first year of the Walt Disney World Marathon. Fact or fiction? 1989 um, was the first year of the Walt Disney World Marathon. Yeah, this is before my running time. Um, I'm going to say... No asking Jeeves. Get your hands off the computer. I'm not anywhere near my computer. (laughs) I'm just thinking. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say fact. You're close. You're close. I'm fiction. I meant to say fiction. (laughs) Right, I know. (laughs) Uh, The first Walt Disney World Marathon was actually in January of 1994, And for those of you who are runners, you will uh, love or hate the fact that the first marathon had only about 5,500 runners in it, as opposed to the 55,000 that run now. Um, But that launched. You could probably sign up until the race at that point. Yeah. I don't think those people were. Within five minutes of. (laughs) Yeah, they weren't taking the day off work and hitting F5 on their keyboard repeatedly to, to try and get into the marathon. Uh, but that really launched... Like one, the- one corral. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's in A. You're all in A. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that launched the Disney Endurance Series, which changed its name now to Run Disney. Uh, back in 95, the year after they added Blizzard Beach to the course and... Um, then the following year, they started to really get serious about it, and they added electronic timing and some other uh, elements to it as well. So, um, all right, Joseph Jones, this is not really a food-related question, but it has food in the question. Oh, no, not the donut guy again is a line from Stitch's Great Escape. Oh, my gosh, I've ran that once years ago. <laughs> um, and oh that's no, why I asked donut it. Guy. Oh, no, not the donut guy again. And that's not what they say when they see uh, me entering the queue. Fact? It is fact. It is fact. Um, they are... Sure very, yes. That's Listen, it doesn't matter how you get to the right answer as long as you get to the right answer. Um, <laughs> but they are talking about one of the repeat prisoners that they have to go and pick up and, oh, no. Perfect. Here comes another one. Oh, Lieutenant Sludge. What have you got? We've had another situation in the Galactic Federation bakery. Ah, uh, not the donut guy again. Yep. Kind of set in the goop out of all the jelly wormhole donuts. Just don't talk about the smell factor in that one. <laughs> <laughs> so that's um, 
So believe it or not, um, that was each of you had about seven questions. And as the judges are tallying up the scores, it does appear as though it's a tie. All three of you have, have it has resulted in tie. So I'll ask a couple of other questions just for fun because your prizes are not going to change anyway. Uh, Beatrice Feeney, the original sponsor of Space Mountain, was General Motors. Fact or fiction? Fiction. Anybody else chime in? Who was the original? It's correct. Who was the original sponsor of Space Mountain? G- you said GM is a GE? It was not. Uh, it originally was oh. RCA. RCA? RCA right. leads oh, the way. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was part of a, um, um, a, a big corporate sponsorship package that they had. And then after that, FedEx was the sponsor for a number of years. And then now they have no sponsor at all. Um, I'm going to throw you a curveball, Lisa, mm-hmm. and say fact or fiction. <laughs> let's see. Let's let's see how well, how close you really have actually listened to the show. The very first interview I ever did on the WW Radio Show was with Mark Seppala from the Disney Design Group. Fact or fiction? So in my defense, <laughs> I may have skipped over the first <laughs> Well, listen. Um, I'm, no, wait, I'm gonna, wait, how okay, many? <laughs> so I know Samantha Brown was later. Wait, how um, many of the first episodes did you skip? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like 14 or so. Okay, that's um, fine. I'm, so I'm going to say fact. It's actually fiction, but that's okay. It's fiction. Listen, it's I fiction. tell everybody, don't go, because some people say they actually find the show now and they go back and listen. I'm like, whatever you do, don't listen to episode one. It's six and a half minutes of pure torture, but you can Yeah, start. I got through like half of it. Wow. Yes. Wow. <laughs> it was, I mean. You know, boy. you don't have to say everything out loud. Something's. <laughs> I'm sitting right here. You know what, though? You. It's heartening for people going in to see where you came from. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Nice it's time. only because those facts are old facts now that's the only reason <laughs> it's the facts yeah. have changed it's not anything don't about come you, to Lou. her defense don't come to her defense <laughs> um for those of you who care and based on lisa's answer it sounds like not many of you the very first interview i ever did on the show was with charlie ridgeway in march of 2007 on show number five yikes that was a lifetime oh, wow. ago um, See, now i need to go back Whatever. Too late now. The damage is done. <laughs> Joseph Jones, um, Cirque du Soleil originated, the original, the Cirque du Soleil show originated in a country that is actually represented in World Showcase, and that country is, of course, France. Fact or fiction? Fact. Correct. It is fiction. It's Canada, which is like France light. Oh. There you go. Yeah. Cirque du Soleil actually originated in France. So you again, you've all you've all attained a perfect score. Um, what do we have for him, John? We have nothing. We have no prizes. We have nothing left in the prize closet. So you all win a Walt Disney World. Uh, you win 102 ways to save money for that Walt Disney World book. All seven of the audio walking tours, some stickers and mugs, and uh, my undying love and affection. How's that? Aww. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll take you to lunch. So how about this? I will take you all to lunch one day. Um, 
I, I, I was going to say your choice, but uh, Victoria and Alberts doesn't serve lunch. Uh, yeah, okay, lunch anywhere <laughs> together. Um, your your choice. How's that? Maybe that I should, wait, amazing. Wait, maybe That's I should. Awesome. Wait, I take that back. Let me give you. I have to give you something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have to give you something to play for. Let's let's see what what is something that you would like as a prize. Be gentle. That I could give you, and then we'll have a quick tiebreaker round for. I would like a Richard Sherman autographed picture. I can make that happen. I can I can absolutely make that happen. All right, so here's what we're gonna do. Thank God you said something that was like easy and accessible and not and not incredibly expensive too. All right, so we'll play twenty questions. Right. And we'll, you each have, you can each ask me one. I, I will think of a person, place, thing, character, whatever in Walt Disney World. You can each ask me a yes or no question to get to it. And the first one to get it right wins the Richard Sherman sign thing and a goodie bag full of lots of other junk, including a, a DVD with the first 12 episodes of WW Radio on it. A DVD? <laughs> nobody, like a video? nobody even wants that. <laughs> Clearly nobody even wants that. <laughs> All right. Let me try and think of something, and then you guys will have to try and ask me 20 questions to try and figure out what this is. This is actually happening on the fly, and I'm clearly – DVDs weren't really out in the right? <laughs> I am clearly uh I am clearly stalling for uh I'm clearly stalling for time. So um all right, let's see. All right. I think I've got it. So all right, so each of you will ask me one yes or no question, and then if you think you know the answer, then you guys can go ahead and ask it. Sound good? Yes, no? Yep. All right. Sounds good. All right. So I have my uh, I have the thing that I'm thinking of. Um, you can just sort of go in same order, starting with Beatrice, then Lisa, then Joseph Jones. Go. Is it a character? No, Lisa. Is it an attraction? No. Is it a food? No. Is it a place? Yes. Is it a park? No. Is it in a resort? No. You said, is it a park? It is not a park, no, and it is not in a resort. Right, right. Yeah. Counselor. Gotcha. (laughs) Is it a restaurant? Yes. Of course it is. What do you, come on, I'm Lou Mangello. (laughs) (laughs) Should have been the first question. (laughs) I should have started with that. (laughs) Is it an Epcot? Yes. Mm. <laughs> is it uh, via Napoli? It is not. Even with the Pennsylvania water. <laughs> is it a counter service restaurant? No, it is not. Hmm. Is it... Is it on the Mexico side of World Showcase? Yes, it is. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Like America down. Um, so I feel like we've narrowed this down to like four or five restaurants now. <laughs> um, Nine Dragons? Nine Dragons? No. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> That's 12. Is it in Japan? 
It is not in Japan, but that's a really oh, smart question. question. Yeah, see? <laughs> I know. <laughs> is it La Cava? It is La Cava. Somebody play the yeah. game show music right here. <laughs> it is good La guess, Cava de guess. Tequila. <laughs> not during food and wine because the line outside is just way too long, but it is La Cava de Tequila. Uh, so congratulations. What do we have for her, Johnny? We, again, we still don't know what the prize. Oh, it's going to be the lunch thing and, and the signed Richard Sherman picture. But Beaches, I'm going to send you one, too. Yay! Just like fourth grade in 2016, you're all winners here. Everybody's a winner. <laughs> Nobody goes home unhappy. And I will take you all to lunch and ice cream or La Cava, whatever you prefer. Next time I see you. Ice cream parks. or La Cava. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> whatever. Listen, it. whatever. You pick your poison. You pick your I poison. Peaches and cream. I mean. <laughs> it is uh, your poison is my treat. So uh, thank you guys, first of all, so much for uh, entering the contest and sharing the video and being such good sports. And obviously, more importantly than anything else, um, it's not the fact that you listen, but uh, I've known you all in different ways for different lengths of time, but you are truly a testament to the fact that we are friends, whether we have met yet or not. And uh, I am grateful to you and for you, and I hope, most importantly, that you guys had fun, and whether you learned something or not is really not really important. It's just whether or not you had some fun. This was a blast. Thank you so much for, for so having much fun. me here. Yeah. yeah. Is, we met new is friends. A, a dream right here. And it was easy, right? Like nobody, you see, you guys were all nervous for nothing. It was very low pressure. (laughs) All right, so now you can tell me, did anybody actually prepare for this? And if so, how did you prepare? No. (laughs) I listened to the previous two Factor Fictions, and then I drove and I'm parked outside of a Walgreens, so that way I wouldn't wouldn't have been tempted to uh, jump on a computer or utilize my wife's knowledge to try and win. Wait so, a minute. Wait a second. I'm in my car you're, right now. You're doing fact or fiction from the Walgreens parking lot? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking right at the uh, one-hour photo in the pharmacy. So, uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And you I should hope get... you have your AC on because I know that you're local now. I do. Yes, I do. And it's been thundering and lightning really far and I keep thinking man I hope this doesn't hit while I'm on the phone because that's what I don't need to hear is the <laughs> rain hitting the windows right now <laughs> well the acoustics in your car are excellent so thank you uh, <laughs> thank you for that uh, Lisa any any preparation any trial prep before uh, before the show tonight like way too many of my runs lately have been accompanied by you and Tim <laughs> so oh. that, that may have helped um, you know when you say I way too little, many I, I probably run a little bit slower <laughs> <laughs> Then I do well, want you're to going in the background, but, but I have, but it, but it's in good company, so it's worth it. That's a um, nice way to. But no, like I guess since I sent my video in, and I guess I paged through your books a couple of times, um, <laughs> but 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 I just I feel like you know, if I had another week, okay. <laughs> probably would another week to prepare. <laughs> <laughs> from the experience, as you were just saying, from the experience of working out to lose shows, I'm always hungry. I just don't get it. Like. After my workout, I'm like wanting to just eat anything in sight. It's crazy. Jesus, you should know after 12 years of listening, never, ever listen hungry. Because if you if you weren't hungry before, you're going to be hungry after. <laughs> I'll never forget. I don't, I don't remember the name of the gentleman who has um, who has sort of silent auctioned into your show a few times. I'm blanking on his name Daniel right now. Daniel Roberts. 
Yes. So he does the marathons to your shows, right? And I'll never forget him saying that he had to actually turn you off at one point during, during the New York marathon because you were talking about funnel cakes or something. I was getting so sick from listening to it. Awesome. Well, guys. Mile 23, you get delirious. Nothing matters at that point. But I, was, I was so impressed by that. Running the marathon, you veer off over to... Boathouse, we got something right. real fast. Right, right. Well, that's why you know, and Beatrice, you know that you as, as you've run as part of the running team before. We're always out. You know, look, I don't do, I don't run. I'm there to cheer. I think I do more good by being on the cheering side than the running side. So when you're running, we always are. There's people from the team on the course that are handing out snacks because that's just because I, we want to obviously um, keep you. We want uh, to fuel our team properly. Exactly. And if you right. do happen to be listening to the show, you're hungry anyway. So you're going to get Twizzlers and pretzels and, and whatever us uh, other kind of – not. you might not get, you know, uh, La Cava, but you'll get some Twizzlers and pretzels. <laughs> I am excited. We usually have beer. You, you won't be around, but Wine and Dine will be my first – my first Run Disney race as a member of the team. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, I hope to see you there. I'll be running that one too. That was fantastic. Good. Yay. I'll, uh, I'm going to be working. I'm going to be working. I'm going to be, I mean, it just happens to, to be that I'll run on the be ship. Cruising. I'm going to be cruising. cruising. You'll be up at 2 a.m. with the rest of us jogging around the... <laughs> yeah, That's right. <laughs> You'll be in the kids club at 2 a.m. We'll be here. Wait a second. Do you know what though, Beatrice? And I should, Lou, this is, you do the same mistake. You say things without thinking about it first. I always, you know that for every race, even though I don't run, I come out to the corrals and I'm there with you guys and I'm out on the course. I am going to try the night, because uh, Wine and Dine is at night again this year, or is it daytime? No, it's morning. It's, it's morning. morning for they the first time. in the morning. Okay, so yeah. I'm going to, wherever I am, at in port or at sea, I will try and get up, get online, and I will try and FaceTime you while you guys are in the corral. No way. Way. I mean, oh, that's I, amazing. I mean, then I'm going to go to Cabana's and eat my face off, but I'm going to be there with you guys in spirit. <laughs> we will totally be there in Corral W, and we'll be all together, and we'll talk to you. That'll be awesome. You got to give us your your co- your coach leader thing. You got <laughs> If not, no, you can just walk around make a, wait, don't we, Somebody has to carry, like, your face on a stick. Is that, like, a thing? Yes! <laughs> Lose face on a stick. That's happening. Yeah. And with that, <laughs> we're going to end the recording for this week's segment, guys. Thank you again. It's, it's only going to go I downhill. I you already have. <laughs> As if you hadn't had enough trivia already, it's time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details, not just what you see, but what you hear, maybe even in what you eat. And if you think you know the answer, you can enter via our online form for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, we were in Epcot Center, and I asked you to name two current locations in Walt Disney World where stars from TV Seinfeld could be found, seen, or heard. So we go into NBC, we tell them we got an idea for a show about nothing. Exactly. They say, what's your show about? I say nothing. There you go. 
I think you may have something here. Who wants to have some fun? Well, let's start the insanity. Now, when I pose the question, I ask for two current locations where stars from Seinfeld could be found, seen, or heard. What I was looking for was Ellen's Energy Adventure, where Kramer, Michael Richards, was the caveman that gets struck by lightning. And It's Tough to Be a Bug, where Jason Alexander, George Costanza, plays Weevil Knievel and Eggcorn Weevil. Now, some of you guys went above and beyond and know that John Michael Higgins was formerly on the old test track. And Ileana Douglas can be found in Rock and Roller Coaster, and she guest starred on an episode. Obviously, you didn't need those last two, but kudos to you, extra gold star if you did. I took all of the correct entries, Kramer, Michael Richards, and George, Jason Alexander, and randomly selected one. And again, last week, you were playing for the 102 A's book, all the audio tours of the Magic Kingdom, a WWE Radio Magic Band cover, and stickers, and one of the hot and cold travel mugs. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is... Jay Lannon. So, Jay, congratulations. You use the online form. I have your mailing information. I will get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So, this past weekend, the Muppets appeared in Liberty Square as they premiered the Muppets Present Great Moments in American History. You know, it's a salute to all, whatever. So, let's talk about the Muppets, but not in Magic Kingdom. Because outside Muppet Vision 3D in Disney's Hollywood Studios, there's a fountain with a number of Muppet statues in it, dominated over by, of course, Miss Piggy. She's wearing a sash. Tell me, what does it say on Miss Piggy's sash on the fountain outside of Muppet Vision 3D? You have until Sunday, October 9th at 11.59 p.m. to email your answer, or better yet, go to this week's show notes at www.radio.com slash 463. Use the online form there. This way, if you win, I can send you your 102 Ways book, all the audio tours, the Magic Band cover, the stickers, and a not-so-scary extra prize again this week, because it's October, the insulated WW Radio Hot and Cold Running Chills Travel Mug. You can thank Jay Stubblefield for that suggestion if you thought it was clever, or blame him if you didn't which is not available on the shore, store or anywhere else. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you again so very much for taking the time to tune in and listen. Thanks to all of you who entered and sent in videos for a chance to play. I will hang on to those. We will definitely do this again. I also want to thank some new members of the WW Radio Nation family, including Chad Levin, Megan Desjardins, hope I pronounced that right, Jennifer Kaufman, Chelsea Lucas, and Sharissa Lynn. Thank you all so very much for being part of the family and helping to support the show. And if you want to find out not only how you can help, but also get exclusive rewards every month, including scavenger hunts, access to our private Facebook group, personalized Magic Band covers, backpacks, shirts, monthly care packages from Walt Disney World, exclusive live video group calls, and lots more. You can visit www.radio.com slash support. And remember that a portion of your proceeds will go to the Dream Team Project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. Also, speaking of thanks, I have to give huge thanks and congratulations to my friend DJ Technoid Ricky Reed for the release of his new Magic Kingdom 45th anniversary tech mix over on SoundCloud. I took some of the snippets from that, played those at the top of the show to listen to the full track. 
and some of his other mixes from like Buzz Lightyear, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, Swiss Family Robinson, Paint the Night, The Electrical Parade, and lots more. You can visit soundcloud.com slash djtechnoid-3. I will certainly link that in the show notes. All right, just a couple of other quick reminders. Don't forget that the purge of my Disney collection on eBay is still going on. New auctions begin and end every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern at www.radio.com slash eBay. I have everything from cast member materials to documents, souvenir books, stuff going back from the late 60s and 70s, attraction scripts, and lots more. Again, new auctions every Sunday at www.radio.com slash eBay. I would love to hear from you and talk with you. So if you have a question you want me to answer on the show, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com, or call the voicemail. be heard on the air at 407-900-9391. I love it, especially when you call from the parks. You can connect with me on social. I am at Lou Mangello on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. And be sure to like the WW Radio page at facebook.com slash Radio. Also, as much as I love connecting and chatting with you online nothing as you know beats a handshake and a hug and our next meet of the month is going to be a little different in the way we're going to do it Uh, i am traveling every weekend in october and i thought maybe we would combine uh, a few of my favorite things a live show a meet of the month and food so the next meet of the month is actually going to be on wednesday october 19th We'll meet around 7 p.m., go maybe to about 8, 8.30. Uh, maybe we'll walk and talk and eat. So if you come late and not there, maybe you can join us on a little mini walkabout. Uh, watch for it on Facebook Live that night starting around 7.30. But again, we'll meet at Brazil, either under the lights or across the promenade by the water uh, at 7 p.m. on Wednesday, October 9th. Please, by the way, let me know that you're coming. Go to the Facebook event page and RSVP there. And we also obviously have other special events coming up. Our our e-ticket adventure is next month uh, on the Disney Magic to Puerto Rico. And if you can't join us on this cruise, I hope sincerely that you could be part of our double dip to Castaway Key, June 25th through the 30th, five nights in the Bahama on the Dream, double dip to Castaway Key, for more information, visit www.radio.com slash 2017 cruise or just check the events page at facebook.com slash www.radio. Uh, speaking of meets of the month and other meetups, I also do some meetups while I'm traveling on the road to speak at uh, schools and conventions and conferences. And if I can maybe help you by speaking to your business or to your school, visit loumangelo.com. I'd love to be able to help you any way I can, either by presenting to you or your group, or maybe helping you turn your passion into your profession with some mentoring or group coaching. Again, you can find all that over at loumangelo.com. And thanks, as always, to Becky and the entire team over at mousefantravel.com, my official, my recommended travel provider, because it's who I use. Whether you're going to any Disney destination or anywhere around the world, they will be able to help you out. Go check them out at mousefantravel.com and subscribe to Celebrations Magazine over at celebrationspress.com. And as always, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet in person or not, and all I ask of you is that if you like the show, Please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening to this episode. Better yet, share it over on Facebook to your friends, to your favorite group, or on your favorite page. And please take 30 seconds. Go rate and review the show over on iTunes. Thanks to you, we have more than 1,200 five-star reviews. We hit number two overall in iTunes among podcasts this past year. I want to thank some recent reviewers. 
like MJ11, who says that she, he, found the podcast in 2012 after the last vacation. They don't get to go as often as they would like, but they feel more connected while away from the parks. That's the entire point. And the next time they go, it's going to be different because their eyes have been opened to much more detail. Erica Enstrom says, wonderful Disney show. I love it. Every inch of Disney is discussed. Discussed as in talked about, not in discussed as in revolted. And it helps give me my Disney fix when I'm stuck away from home. Love the inside scoop and secrets. It makes Disney even more magical to me. Susie, not Suze, 7755 says, This is the best podcast ever. I'm heading to Walt Disney World. So excited to explore all the locations Lou's talked about. My grandsons are visiting for the first time. And the podcast is pumping up. I love the fact that grandma and grandson can listen together around the radio or Bluetooth speaker and MJ11 says uh, Lou provides a weekly taste of Disney to fill the time in between trips the passion for Disney is infectious I love it love you thank you so much MJ and everybody else who left a review if you want to leave a review you can visit www.com slash iTunes it'll take you right to instructions and a link to iTunes on how to leave a review and finally and most importantly I really do need to say thank you to you once again, you allow and afford me the opportunity to do this and to share it with you. And for that, I am so incredibly grateful. And speaking of being infectious, I hope that this show has had some type of positive infectious effect on you. And in the spirit of this week's fact or fiction, you know, when it comes to your life and what you do, you don't have to separate what's fact from what's fiction. You don't have to separate your dreams from what can become reality. You don't have to separate the possibilities from the probabilities. Go out there and find what you love and do what you love every single day. And I promise you a more fulfilling, a more positive, and a happier life. Thank you so much for allowing me to do and share this with you. I hope you have the best week ever. See ya. Hey, it's Jim Meeker. I'm here with my daughters, Lily and Madeline, and my beautiful wife, Samantha, at the Magic Kingdom. And it's hot and humid in Florida. Who knew that it would be doing that in September? We're here for our third month out of our year of coming to Disney. And it's going to be a great day. And looking forward to perhaps this weekend running in with to uh, Lou Mangiello. Hope you have a great weekend. Good afternoon, Lee Mangiello. It's Gabby from Columbia, Maryland, calling you from the Food and Wine Festival. I'm currently um, enjoying my um, it's Korean beef with kimchi and rice from South Korea, and it is amazing. Um, unfortunately, my flight is leaving today, but I figured, hey, I'll stop by Food and Wine, kind of scope it out for Joe and I's extended trip in November, and let me tell you, my heart is literally hurting looking through this passport, thinking of all the food that I will be eating in November. I, I wish I had more time today, but I've definitely learned a lot, and I already told Joe that we need to start dieting right now because we will be eating and drinking everything come November. Um, hopefully, I'll get to catch up with you sometime, but I figured I'd drop you a line and tell everyone to bring everyone to the Food and Wine Festival because it is phenomenal. Um, have a great week, everyone, and I will talk to you later. Bye. Lou, Dave Levin Sr. Dude, I just listened to episode 462, the Wine and Food Fest uh, with the family. 
I think it's great, except, you know, when you're talking about having those muscles and having the, bre the dry breadcrumbs on them, those breadcrumbs need to be soaked with garlic and butter. They need to hold as much garlic and butter as they can possibly can, and they can't do it when they're dry. they got to be sopping wet with garlic and butter. Anyway, just saying, man. Take care. And thanks for the great podcast. I've been going through them one after another. I've been binge listening, if there is such a thing as that. We're going on to Disney in uh, February, man. Love you. Bye-bye. Hi, Lou. This is Winetta from Texas. I just listened to the podcast about the um, historical moment that you wish you were a part of. Uh, the last question you asked was, where would you take Walt if uh, you could take him anywhere to eat? I would love to go to Club 33 with Walt and just sit and listen to him talk about all the ways that he came up with to just to make Disneyland such a great place. Um, I haven't been there yet. I hope to visit someday. And just to let you know, you're not the only one that gets emotional. Um, at the very beginning of this episode, Elisa was talking about uh, sitting on Lillian's shoulder on the train and thinking, <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? And that struck such a note with me because that was the first thought that I had when I met my husband. So uh, keep up the good work, Lou. Thank you so much for everything you do. Bye-bye. Hello, Lou Mangello. It's Charlene Nagy from West Seneca, New York, calling in to say that my daughter, Alicia, got married this weekend. Her and Michael had a very, very beautiful day, a very gorgeous, gorgeous bride my daughter made. She was an exact princess. And her lovely husband, Michael, my new son-in-law, a.k.a. son, was a very handsome prince. They had a very fabulous venue, and now we are on a countdown. They are in Disney, and we are now counting down to the e-ticket adventure. And I have a special guest with me today who's going to tell you what number that is. As of this calling, it is down to 40 days, and I am Stuart Sternberg saying hi, Lou, and to everybody else in the box. <laughs> hi, this is Michelle Sternberg saying see you at the, at the cruise. We can't wait to see you, everybody. Hi, Lou. New York City sailing out and going to St. Martin, Tortola, and Puerto Rico. We are going to have a very, very magical trip. My friend Karen met the Sternbergs yesterday, and we are going to all have a fabulous time on this cruise, and she's going to feel very welcome. I just know it. Have a great day. And stay positive like Lou always says.